Welcome to Marketing School, the only podcast that provides daily top-level marketing tips and strategies from entrepreneurs that practice what they preach and live what they teach. Let's start leveling up your marketing knowledge with your instructors, Neil Patel and Eric Sue. Today, we are going to talk about how to prevent churn. So in the last episode, you should check it out where we talk about when it's actually acceptable to have churn. Neil kind of went into a little bit on how to actually prevent churn, and he started started off with um, collecting feedback. So Neil, you want to elaborate on that a little more? Yeah. So if you want to improve your churn, the first thing that you do how to do is figure out why they're churning. You may have your own ideas, but you got to actually talk to people. When I mean talk to people, I'm not talking about just sending out an email. I'm talking about getting on the phone, talking to people, really understanding why, looking at how they're using the product or the service or whatever it may be that you're selling and figuring out why are they canceling. And then what you need to do is also survey people because not everyone will want to talk to you. So when you survey people, when they churn, like, and they cancel, you can ask them right then and there before they cancel and make them put in a sentence or two before they're allowed to click the cancel button. Cause that'll give you feedback. Once you got that feedback, the most logical thing to do is let's say you got a hundred, 200 responses. What are the most common responses? A lot of people can tell you great product, just don't need it anymore. Or they could tell you it was too expensive or X, Y, and Z was broken, or there was another company that has a better offering and they also give A, B, and C more that you don't give. You look at the most common responses and you fix the ones you can. The reason I say you fix the ones you can, you're also gonna just get people to say, I don't need it anymore. Those are really hard to fix, but when someone says you don't have A, B, and C feature and you have 30 out of 200 people telling you that, That means if you fix that, you should get a lot less churn in the future. So look for the common responses that you're getting from email and surveying and talking to people over the phone and fix the most common ones that are fixable. And that's a really key thing. Don't obsess about the ones that you can't fix, such as people saying, I only needed it for three months. I don't need it anymore. Yeah, no, that, that's unfortunate if you have a product like that. But maybe it's okay if you have high ARPU, I guess, So or LTV too. So what Neil's basically saying too is you're looking for the signal versus noise. So if a lot of people start to say, if, if a higher higher percentage starts to say something, then you know you have signal. But if it's like a lot of these one-off, one-offs, like for example, when we look at feedback on this podcast, the feedback that we started to get consistently was like the episodes are too short or whatever, right? And so we're like, we were like, oh crap, okay, that's good feedback. We should start to lengthen it. But that was only after we saw a couple of people start to say it. That's why we take that feedback to heart. So thank you for that. A couple other things that you can do. So what Neil's talking about also is customer development. So what that means is you have to go out there and you have to actually talk to your customer. So I remember a couple of years ago, a company called Levels, this was more so he was doing customer development on people on the wait list, but he had already talked to 4,000 people and he continues to do that. And he spends 45 minutes on these calls. So you can do the same thing with your customers and just talk about, hey, you know, look, how are this is while they're a customer or maybe after they've churned as well. Ideally do it while they're a customer. It's like, hey, how are things going right now? What could be better? You know, what's going well? And is there anything else that you'd like to add? And, you know, if you could wave a magic wand, like what would you do, right? So you're getting this qualitative feedback and then you're also sharing it with your team. And then also what's really important too with your team is if you want to prevent churn, you're doing a post-mortem after every single churn. That way there's alignment. Say, hey, like what went well? Like what needs to, what went well? 
you know, what needs to be better. And that way you're continually improving because if you don't have that feedback loop, you're not going to be able to get better. The final thing I'll say for right now is we use Gong for sales. So that's our sales intelligence tool. So it's for sales coaching, right? Like all the calls are recorded and we can, you know, add feedback. We can score the calls in there. But we also do it for client calls as well. So client calls, you know, people will go in there and then they'll listen and they'll say, hey, like you could have said this or this went really well over here. I'm going to score this call a three out of five or a four out of five for these reasons. And that way people are going to be able to have that feedback loop. But I think I find what's missing in products and service businesses is they aren't using a lot of these more so qualitative things. They tend to default more towards like the MPS surveys um, and things like that. And like, you know, kind of hide behind the monitor. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I'm saying you have to combine the two to try to win. Yeah. And when you combine it, that is really how you win. And I think most people make the mistake of not really looking at the data and figuring out what needs to be done to just improve. And if you don't take action early enough with your turn, what you'll realize is a year will go by and you're like, crap, if I reduce my churn by, you know, 10, 20%, I would have made X more thousands of dollars or millions of dollars. It really does add up when you get bigger and bigger and you don't want to wait too long. You want to try to fix it as quick as possible. And some things that you can do that kind of put a bandage on it. These aren't really solutions to solve churn, but they are a bandage is have incentive for annual billing. Like if you're 20, 30% cheaper for annual billing, some people will take you up on that and you'll find that the churn tends to be better or the LTV tends to be better on people who are on annual plans. The other thing that you can end up doing, which also helps quite a bit, is we like going early on and adding PayPal as a payment option. We found that when people are on PayPal, they just churn less. It could be because PayPal has multiple payment options within PayPal, such as pay for bank account, pay with credit card. Yeah, there's like um, five so or six, huh? So they have a lot less failed. Yeah, there's a lot. So they have a lot less failed charges, but those are two easy ones to kind of put a bandage on it. The reason I say a bandage on it is the real way to solve churn isn't like doing a hocus pocus trick like annual billing. The real way is to figure out what's wrong and fix that. Because if you figure out what's wrong and someone's credit card doesn't go through, they'll be like, oh, I need this product or service. Let me go and update my credit card. I rely on it. More so when you're on annual or PayPal, you just get more of your charges through and you see that your churn goes less. If you do free trials, doing a temporary charge before you actually charge people or before they start the free trial, what you'll find is the credit cards are much more likely to go through. And over time, you'll get more paying users. That doesn't really solve churn. That just solves the fact that you're going to get more people going through at the beginning and you still got to work on churn. But we've really found that annual billing and PayPal really help. All right. So that is it for today. Don't forget to marketingschool.io slash newsletter to stay updated with the content that we're putting out. And also subscribe to us on YouTube because we are trying to get to 5 million views a month by the end of the year. We appreciate you joining us for this session of Marketing School. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit marketingschool.io for more resources based on today's topic, as well as access to more episodes that will help you find true marketing success. That's marketingschool.io. Until next time, class dismissed.